Yo, what a card that was. It started off kind of good, and then it kind of went down the hill. And what I mean is Canada did not have a good showing, um, even though this was a Toronto card. Uh, we're going to start with the main main card, and I work, will work our way down, if I could speak. Right? Let's go. So, we know how it starts. Arnold Allen and Mosvar Evolov. Man, that was a knockdown drag out fight. And I don't know if Mosvar took the last round off or not. Um and what I mean by took the last round off, he wasn't as aggressive as he was in the first two rounds, but the first two rounds, man, he he put it on Arnold Allen and he clearly was winning the fight. Now, if they had five rounds, I am not sure if he wins the fight because Arnold Allen was coming up with a better game plan and he was getting to a point where he could uh, have some some defense against what he was doing. Like defending against the takedown, he would, he would punch or kick him. Not kick, but elbow, I think it was, on the top of the head while he was trying to get a double leg, and he turned around, and he was he was defending himself well. Clearly, Mosvar won. I'm not saying that it was, it was that close of a fight, but you could see the tide turning unless Mosvar was just, you know, taking the round off, like I said. Uh, he clearly won. It was a great fight still. I don't think Arnold Allen is, is terrible by any means, and he deserves to be... Back up near the top. Uh, but, yeah, it was a pretty good fight. I liked it. Now, the Chris Curtis fight in Marc-Andre Barriut. Um, I missed part of it. Uh, I saw on Twitter uh, slash X, and I was talking to one of my buddies, that it was a, a very close fight. But, again, the Canadian lose loses this fight. I didn't think Chris Curtis would win. I think I chose Mark Andre uh by um home field advantage basically and didn't do too much research on him. Like I said, I didn't I'm not familiar with him as much. Chris Curtis I'm a little more familiar with because he's uh Sean Strickland's training partner, but you know, you know how things go. You don't got time for everything. You don't know everything. You know the gist of a lot of things. So I didn't think Chris Curtis was going to win, but he ended up pulling out with the split decision. Now we're going to move on to the to the three main fights that I want to talk about because I did watch this fight, and I am still surprised that Neil Magny won. So if you haven't watched the fight, clearly, spoiler alert, I just gave it away. Neil Magny wins by... Uh, TKO in the third round with 15 seconds left. Do you understand how terrible that has to feel for Mike Mallett? So, if you watch the fight, it's not that Neil Magny is washed up or over the hill or bad or terrible. He he hasn't, in my opinion, he hasn't gotten any worse, even though he's... Uh, I would say aging, he's 36, but I wouldn't say that's clearly aging. He still looks really good in there. It's just that the newer guys are just younger, willing to take more risks, you know, can take more damage 
and not feel it as much or be able to fight through that adversity without the knowledge of like what happens in the future. And Mike kind of beat him up the entire fight, literally the entire fight until the very end when uh, he got taken down. Neil Magny got on top and just, and it wasn't even like Neil, Neil Magny is not a power puncher. I don't think he would come on here and say, oh, yeah, I'm the biggest puncher in the division. Um, he literally got on top. He got a uh, mount and just punched him until he quit. It was pretty ridiculous to watch because you're just like, what are you doing? 15 seconds left. How do you give up? And I think he sat there for the equivalent amount of time before uh, they announced the winner. But i never seen anything like that. And I've watched a lot of fights. I've never seen anything like that. The only fights I've seen that, like, and I saw them. It, there's probably other fights that I'm not remembering, but... I remember seeing um, Yair Rodriguez versus Korean Zombie, and he got that upward back spinning elbow with zero seconds left on the clock, and he got flatlined, right? Full out KO'd. And Chael Sonnen versus uh, Anderson Silva, where he taps to the triangle, which again, you know, can you hold on for 10 seconds? I think Chael would have won that fight, but he's actively getting choked. So either he goes asleep or taps. Um, either way, I think he was losing because he couldn't get out of it, but this one was fully controllable. Like he quit. He just didn't fight back once Neil Magny got, um, Mount and I was telling my buddy, I'm like, think about this. When you play these, the highlights from this fight, 99.9% of the highlights are you and they show the end of the fight and Neil Magny's arm is raised. Like, how hilarious is that? And again, that's another Canadian fighter losing. And I think, let me check. There's how many Canadian fighters were on this card. So this card was in Toronto. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there are eight Canadian fighters and only one, two, two of six for the entire night. All the other Canadian fighters lost, which is pretty terrible for it to be a Canadian card. You know, you always want to have a good showing when you're in your home country. Um, but today wasn't that day for Canada. Uh, moving on to the Wintum, Wintum women's bantamweight title bout. Um, not much I can say about this fight, right? If you watch the fight, it is what it is, right? And I don't want to sound like I'm sexist or anything, but it wasn't a super, super high skill level fight. It was definitely a scrap. Raquel Pennington versus Myra Beno Silva. Um, Myra kind of just got beat up the entire night. Like, it wasn't even close. Raquel Pennington rightfully got the belt that she deserves after years and years and years of fighting tooth and nail to get back to the top. And Amanda Nunes was there to celebrate with her wife, uh, Tisha, and her uh, new daughter, uh, I think this is the first fight that she had since she had her daughter. I think I said that in the last podcast, but man, 
I really don't know what I want to see next from this division. There's not a whole lot going on. You know, there's always a Shevchenko. Hey, move up 135. You'll probably become champ champ of 125 135. Um, Holly's still there. I don't even know who's in the rankings for the uh, women's bantamweight. Oops. Let me find out. This is what you don't see when I'm looking around on the computer. <laughs> women's strawweight. Women's flyweight. Where's women's bantam? Oh, here we go. Juliana Pena. Caitlin Vieta. Irene Aldana. Holly Holm. I don't know if she's fought all of them before. Um, it'll be interesting. I think she is going to fight Juliana Pena next. I don't know when that'll be since she did fight five rounds. Maybe August, September, give or take, something like that. If she comes back any sooner, that'd be pretty tough. Uh, just because of the mandatories and the injuries. And we don't even know if she got injured. It was a five-round fight, so she went 25 minutes. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was uneventful. As it was a landslide victory in my eyes, not necessarily because it's a women's fight. I'm not, see, I'm not a big fan of knockdown drag out fights. I'm not a big fan of just flatline KOs. I like a good tactical match. Um, and this, for me, as my kind of MMA fan, I didn't truly enjoy that fight it was kind of like you knew what you were getting when it happened unlike this next fight which is Sean Strickland Trickus Duplessis now if you watch the fight Sean kind of looked like what Israel did um to him in the last fight he was kind of stuck in the mud he really didn't do much now in my eyes he won the first round for sure toss up in the second round lost three and four toss up in the fifth round he clearly did a lot more damage to Drickus than um Drickus did to him uh, i'm looking at the total strikes here 183 to Drickus is 140 zero takedowns Drickus has six and sean has 173 significant strikes to 137 significant strikes to Drickus, but this is one of those things where the stats do not really portray what happened during the fight. Now, the six takedowns is kind of a toss-up. It's however you want to think about takedowns, right? And if you didn't see the fight, it was like, was he just, did he just get him to the ground and pick him up? Did he get down and immediately get back up? Or did he get down and like lay and rest on him? And he did none of that. He was trying to get him out of there. Now, Sean did get up quickly from most of these, but Drickus was trying to do something. He wasn't just taking him down to get a breather. Drickus was in his face, swinging and miss, but he was giving him something to look at because if Sean can dictate the pace, uh, he's going to win the fight because you're going to have to fight on his terms and he can't employ your offense. So I really enjoyed this fight. It was a back and forth of skill. Now, Drickus always does look like 
he's swinging for the fences and he's tired. I don't know. Maybe it's his hair. Maybe it's his body language. Um, he's real unorthodox looking when he fights. Uh, and when I tell you Sean was popping that jab, I his face was torn up by the end of the fight. I don't know how he <laughs> survived that, but Drickers also did get a cut on Sean. Um, so it, it wasn't like, uh, to me, it wasn't a robbery. A lot of people are saying it was a robbery, but it's not a robbery. I think Drickus won as much as I wanted Sean to win or thought that Sean would win after watching the last fight with Israel Adesanya. So in my mind, I'm just like, well, is Drickus better than Israel Adesanya? I don't know. I hope that they book them as the next fight. Um, with Drickus's damage, I don't think we see him back until October or November. I don't see a reason why he would come back before then, because he's more of a risk averse fighter. As in, like he doesn't he doesn't take an uncalculated risk for not a great reward, and which he is the reward. He already has a belt now, but he doesn't want his first defense as a champion, a little compromise from his previous fight, which I'll be okay with, you know. But glad to see that. I know Toronto and the woke media are are happy that Sean is not the champion anymore because they had some things to say about him with things he's said in the past. But, hey, you know, you ask a fighter these questions, what what do you think your answer is going to be, right? You're, <laughs> you're asking a guy that gets punched in the head for a living, answers about the real world he does not live in the real world (laughs) with that being said though overall man this card was you know it was so so it got it got picked up a little bit at the end but it wasn't really very exciting and and like i said it might have been due to all the canadians losing so the crowd wasn't as popping as it usually is like i was at the gym for the early prelims and i was uh I had an hour run, so I was running like uh, five or six miles. Uh, by the way, getting ready for that race this weekend. Got packet pickup on Wednesday. Can't wait. Um, and then I'm finally going to have some stuff on the wall, put all my race bibs up there. But while I was watching the first fight, Jimmy Flick versus Malcolm Gordon, Malcolm Gordon from Canada. And, man, he was putting it on uh, Jimmy Flick, but Jimmy Flick's a veteran. He turned it on and submitted him in the second round easily it was hilariously easy he just charged forward and took him down so when i when i saw that i was just like oh man here we go this is this how this card is going to be and it turned out to be a little bit more exciting than that but that it, it it just started off bad because canada lost immediately uh but let's see what's the next I know I had it up, but I clicked away from it looking at other stats. All right. UFC Fight Night, Dolades versus Ivanov, Renato Moicano, Drew Dober, Randy Brown, Viviana Rujo. All right, so this is kind of a mid-tier card if you're not really a... A hardcore, you wouldn't know half the people on it. Ooh, Molly McCann's fighting. Who is this? Diana 
Belbija. I've never heard of her before. Okay, and then the next one, Jack Hermanson, Joe Pfizer, Dan Ige, Lerone Murphy, Brad Tavares, Gregory Rodriguez, Michael Johnson back in action, Darius Flowers. Okay, let's see. Back to UFC 298, which is what we're all waiting for. Alexander Volkanovsky, Ilya Taporia, uh, Robert Whitaker versus Polo Costa. If it makes it to the scale and it's at the right weight this time. <laughs> and then we finally get to see uh, Jeff Neal versus Ian Gary. Uh, and f- I didn't get to talk about the Ian Gary Chronicles, but I'll probably talk about it sometime <laughs> here in the near future before I even get to the preview show of this because Ian Gary. He had some issues. He got the flu and then uh, something about his wife slash girlfriend. It was weird. And it was funny. A lot of people were making fun of him. And I missed that boat because I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't able to use a mic at the time. But, uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about that. Jeff Neal, hopefully uh, Central Texas native. Hopefully he can get the job done and secure an even closer shot to the belt. He's close close enough i think ian gary has enough star power to push him up over to the top five area um but we'll see and then we got marab devoshvili versus henry cejudo henry is serious about this comeback he's trying to get back to the belt since uh aljamain lost it and now he's uh with uh sugar sean o'malley so that'd be interesting to see. And then rounding out the main card looks like Anthony Fluffy Hernandez versus Ikram Askarov. Man, that's going to be a good fight. Good, good fight. Okay. Well, like I said, this weekend I got a race, another 5K. Too cold to hold. I did this 5K last year, which set off my true running journey which got me started into running miles upon miles upon miles and now i'm even doing it on the treadmill when it's cold that's how you know i am slightly serious <laughs> um yeah i know my background's kind of weak right now and i'm still using this webcam right here i don't even have the the real camera set up but i promise you guys i am trying my best i will be better and i didn't get to post my video from the preview show because Da Vinci was crashing or or stopping when it was rendering the video, but uh, apparently that's normal for some of it. So I figured it out. I got it uploaded or I got it rendered, and then I'll get it uploaded and I'll get this one uploaded as well, and then I'll become a real YouTuber, and you guys can can support me that way, you know, because your boy got big plans for the future. Um, anyways, it's cold here in Texas again. Hopefully it's not freezing during my run, uh, this weekend and it's Monday. So let's get to work. Let's get stuff done. Let's get it started. I'm going to come out with another video, but this one's going to be on Instagram for my Monday miles and then, uh, we'll go from there. All right. Peace.